Lord's Rock. Chapter 30 Up Costo Daddy, are you asleep? It was Dora. She poked Doug's shoulder with her small fingers. Oh, sorry, sweetheart. I just spaced out a bit. Doug replied. He snapped his eyes back to the road. The wipers cut the water from the windshield in slow swishes. They were driving north up the main road. I've asked you so many times, where are we going? Dora had finally realized they weren't going home. I already told you, I have a job I need to do, and this is the only time I can do it. It'll be quick, I promise. But where are we going? Up to Mount Costo, where me and Mummy used to go camping as kids with her friends. I mean, it's different now. We can't go camping there. Dora looked out the window at the trees and frowned. I want to go home, she said quietly. Me too, shouted Irene. I really need to get this job done, kiddos, and I really appreciate you being patient, okay? Tell you what, when we get there, you can watch some TV on my phone, and I have some gummy bears, but you both need to be patient, okay? Okay, they said in unison, satisfied with the promise of TV and candy. The car wound through the valley, up toward the mountain that loomed in the distance. They rounded a corner and started closing in on the hill where Doug had dropped Shining Wind off the previous day. At the base of the hill, Doug slowed the car down then pulled into the trail. Dripping wet ferns and branches brushed against the car. Doug shifted down into second gear and started the steep climb. After a short while, the lane widened and Doug could see the forest opening upwards. It had been years since Doug had been up this way but it was obvious that it had only very recently been cleared for vehicles like his to pass through. The car's engine groaned as they undulated up the uneven surface. A couple of times they felt the road scrape against the bottom of the car, making Doug wince. Daddy? Irene called over the struggling engine. What, sweetie? Doug's eyes scanned the rising terrain ahead of them. Does Auntie July's doggy live here? What do you mean, sweetie? He just waved at me. Doug stopped the car and looked back. You saw Ramsey's. There, squealed Irene, pressing her finger against the foggy window out into the deep forest. Doug craned his neck. Where? There. He's got lots of dog friends. Irene tapped against the window repeatedly. Dora joined in. Hi, Ramsey's. Here, Ramsey's. Come here, Ramsey's. There's so many dogs. I can't see, said Doug. He put the parking brake on, unbuckled, and got out of the car into the cold wet. He looked out into the forest, to where Irene and Dora had been pointing, but nothing. Doug crouched back into the car. You sure you saw Ramses? Yes, they nodded vigorously. He was standing in those bushes with lots of other dogs, Dora said. Then when you stopped, they all ran off. Has he run away from Auntie July? asked Irene. Sort of. Doug looked back over the car and into the trees. Is Auntie July sad? Yeah, she's pretty worried. Doug sat back in the car. He closed the door and looked down at the glass cylinder sparkling on the passenger seat. 
he leaned down into the footwell and stashed the cylinder under the seat, wedging it between some old aerosol cans and a box of Kleenex. The light suddenly dimmed, and Doug, still in the footwell, couldn't see a thing. What's happening? Dora yelped in fright. Doug lurched back up from the footwell. Dora's face, cast in a faint light, was frozen in fear. Irina covered her eyes with her tiny hands. Through the driver's side window, blurred by fogginess, Doug saw about a dozen dark figures surrounding the car, motionless and blocking out the light. Over the car's idling engine, a dog howled, and the car shook violently. Rock is written and read by me, Nate Bitsinski. For more, go to apocalypserock.xyz. Please leave a review wherever you found this story and share with any friends who you think would like it. Thanks for listening.